Welcome to the Buttercuts Podcast with your co-hosts, Joe and Jordan. Enjoy the listen. Well, hello, listeners. It's Jordan flying solo tonight, uh, but we won't be solo for long. We've got a great episode coming. Uh, we've got an interview with Jeremy Butler, the director of sales with Fujikura Golf. So we'll be able to answer all your Fujikura Golf questions, hopefully. Uh, but without delay, uh, let's get into the interview. All right, everyone. Buttercuts Podcast would like to welcome Jeremy Butler with Fujikura Golf, the director of sales. Jeremy, how are you doing this evening? Jordan, thanks for the invite, man. Uh, I am doing great. Uh, it's a Chamber of Commerce San Diego evening. Nice and it's cooled down and uh, it's it's beautiful. Can't right. complain. I, I'm not complating. It's a cooler day here in Utah. So it's yeah. Had a, you guys had, had a rain storm last night. blow through last night. Yeah. yeah it, was, it, was, it was a good one. We had some some pretty good lightning and nice, nice summer thunderstorm. It was it was pretty good nice. and cooled it off for today. I mean, I was Great. stuck inside fitting all, fitting and, and teaching all day. So I there didn't get to enjoy it much, but you know, doing doing what I can to support food food your career golf. So. Hey, we, we appreciate you, man, for it. We love you. <laughs> but, um, so give us a little background on you. I know that's uh, okay. a little bit but about you, but the listeners sure. probably don't. So uh, I, I grew, up in, uh, grew up in Salt Lake City, Utah there. Uh, went to uh, the Brigham Young University and uh, studied mechanical engineering while I was there. Um, I grew up... Um, Tinkering with golf. Uh, I did not play golf. I did not play golf in college um, you know, for the team. Uh, I, I did play around in the, in the Utah County area while, while a college student got around to all the courses, you know, as much as I could. Right. And, uh, and then had the opportunity uh, to work for one of the uh, golf club companies. I, I got an internship uh, one summer at uh, Callaway Golf. My parents had moved down here to San Diego, so uh, I got a, a summer internship working at Callaway. Uh, they offered me a job at the end of the summer, and I went back to school and finished up and uh, joined Callaway in their in their engineering department. Um, my I have a degree in mechanical engineering with an emphasis in composites. Okay. So, uh, so the uh, the department I worked for was the shaft design and development group. So we. That was our main responsibility at the time was to design and develop <clears throat> the uh, the stock golf shafts that Callaway was using. So those of you that remember the BBUL and the biggest Big Bertha, the BBE, yes. <laughs> RCH96, RCH99. Nice. Um, yeah, those, those shafts were, were the work of my group. And uh, so I got to be a part of that. And we actually... Um, designed in and made in-house uh, i don't know if you recall that uh, there was an rch pro series so you had like okay, the gold yeah. 3.2 the silver 3.1 some of those back in the day we got to be a part of that um so that was all good times yeah fun times and then and then ultimately our group uh combined as an engineering group as a whole so i i transitioned from just doing shafts to doing an entire golf club. So we did okay. the head, the shaft, the grip, the medallion, uh, all of that as part of the golf club. So, so I worked there at Callaway Golf for uh, eight years in that engineering group. And then in uh, 2004, uh, was approached by uh, the guys at Fujikura to come uh, work for them. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a good time uh, with some changes that were going on within uh, Callaway Golf as a company and their engineering group as a whole. Um, oh, some things that had, you know, a change in leadership at the top right. and a few of those type of things. And some new guys were coming in and being in charge. And uh, so my boss, my boss left uh, in uh, mid 2004. And then I got an opportunity to, uh, in August of 04, to, to come over to Fujikura. Okay. And, uh, have you been with the sales on the so, sales side of it? Yep. So I came over. My, my first responsibility there, I was uh, my title was business development manager. 
And okay. uh, basically, basically my role there was the liaison between Fujikura and the golf club companies uh, okay. for stock products. So I was the kind of like an OEM technical sales engineering support type of thing. Okay. So because uh, as the shaft supplier, we would work with the engineers at the golf club companies for their shaft needs. You know, okay. So this is back so, in 04, back in 04, you're still doing a lot of made for you know, the Cleveland yeah. launcher, you know, some of those, you know, some of the early tailor made stuff, things like that. We were doing a lot of that work. So, so that was my first responsibility there. And then uh, made my way up to uh, the, be the sales manager. And then um, gal probably 09, I think is when I became director of sales. Okay. So you've been, yeah, long, long time. And I didn't recall that yeah. it was that long here. Yeah. 15, 15 and a half. Yeah. Jeez. Just almost, I'm, I'm two months away from 16 years. Yeah. Right. That's like time flies. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. It's, um, it, it is crazy. So, so there you go. There's, there's JB. There's, there's JB in a, in a I'm nutshell. Married. I'm married. I got three daughters. I love yes. to play golf. My daughters played golf growing up. So ton of fun. Yeah. And then the one thing that the, the listeners may not know, you make a killer smoked meat selection. I wouldn't, it's, it, I wouldn't narrow it down to one because I've had multiple, multiple cuts. Appreciate that. Your meat and it's, it's delicious. And you always post it on your, on your social media profile. Yeah, I've, so. I've really kind of, I've stepped back a little bit. I, <laughs> I got, I stepped back from posting the meat because as I would see people, that's all they wanted. That's all they wanted to talk about. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. You know, Hey, I haven't seen you smoke anything lately. I said, yeah, I just kind of stopped, but yeah. I, I smoked, I, I did two, two spatchcock chickens tonight for dinner. There if we go. want to talk about smoking, they were there delicious. Uh, sound, sounds, sounds amazing. Yep. Um, so Fujikura, how yep. long have they been in the golf game? So Fujikura as a company, uh, in, we're a Japanese company. Yep. Uh, we are the U.S. Fujikura Composite America. We are the uh, U.S. division of the Japanese parent company. Uh, they actually started making graphite golf shafts back in 1974. Okay. So long time ago. Um, you know, the, uh, the, yeah. the official name of our company now is Fujikura Composites for the global right. It used to be called Fujikura Rubber. Uh, rubber uh, was how was a big, the biggest part of our business, and uh, and still is a ginormous part of of the the, the corporate, overall company. Yeah, the okay. overall company. So, but back in '74, they they started making some graphite golf shafts uh, early on, and uh, you know, just kind of small, didn't do much, and then. Um, in uh, the early 90s, 1992, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they built, they created Fujikura Composite America, and that was created to support the tailor-made bubble shaft. So, with the Fujikura from, was the bubble shaft. That's correct. Yep. So from from our rubber, uh, from our rubber manufacturing techniques. Uh, Solomon, who owned TaylorMade at the time, worked with our guys. Solomon Japan okay. knew our guys in Japan, and that so through the techniques of of um, forming rubber that that used presses, um, TaylorMade wanted to create this the the bubble shaft, and so we we were one of the the selected manufacturers. There was a couple people that did it, but right. uh, they so. So they wanted that and they wanted to, to be able to do some in the U.S. So we opened Fujikura Composite America here in the U.S. and just had rows and rows of presses that made tailor-made burner bubble shafts. Oh, those things. I, we actually had, and it was a couple of years ago, we had a set of those come into the shop. Have you ever tried nice. to grip those things? Did you have to regrip that? They had a special adapter you had to have for you, them. Yeah, so, we tried it. We opened, and I forgot, yeah. and we we pulled one of them off and we're like, uh, yeah, there's zero chance we're getting a grip on this sucker. Right. Exactly. I mean, think about being a grip manufacturer and that what yeah. they had to do. So, was, but to, interestingly nasty. enough, so the construction of that bubble shaft, uh, the way it's made is, is different than the way uh, our shafts are made. Well, you're saying press and I was, yep. I yep. Was kind so, of... so they were actually, there was molds and bladders and 
you used heat and air. There was they used presses, so like a compression molding. Yeah, that's so, that's yeah, because because you couldn't you couldn't sheet wrap it. You right. couldn't pull it off the mandrel. So in order to create the the bubble and the big butt flare and things like that, yeah. uh, you had to have an inflatable bladder on the inside. So rather than yeah. nowadays, we've got you know a steel mandrel that we use for the basis, and we wrap the plies around it. Yes. The the bladder was used to create the inside, and then once it was created, that bladder's deflated, can pull out, and you end up with that that burner bubble shape. So. And that's that's yeah, that's nuts. When you said press, and I was like, yep. well, that just things, and I just I, not a two down I don't remember. Yep, yeah. Not two down auto press. But, <laughs> but. We we don't play that game. We play we play banker now. I think there's the game of choice. Um, okay. Sweet. But so I'm just thinking, was the, how was the durability? I don't know. I don't remember how the durability of those shafts were. With the, I think they were pretty decent. Remember they yeah. had a 350 tip, right? So, right. so Callaway and Taylor made and the guys at the time, for the OEM stuff had gone to the, they had gone to the 350 tip because they could, so they could add more material. Right. So yeah. a couple of things that got you changed your torque values, but you also had more material they were able to be a little bit durable and Callaway, we had to have the durability because you know, there was no, there was no hosel, no, no ferro. Yeah. Uh, Short those straight are, hollow hosel. Yeah. Those are, through, we've, no had to, we've had to reshaft a couple of, of uh, the bore throughs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to just give them back to the, to the client, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, uh, I really don't want to deal with this right now. There you and, go. And it falls on me because uh, our builders now didn't even yeah. have to, like, I really don't know if they even know what a bore through head is. Sure. They're young enough that they didn't really yep. deal with that as a player. Yep. So it's been so a that while. Falls on yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> on, so early nineties. So early nineties, uh, Fujikura came to the U.S. We created the the factory, and uh, we we produced uh, a lot of stock shafts for a lot of the OEMs, the the Callaways, the Clevelands, TaylorMade. You know, I mean, all those kind of yeah. things. So we actually had we actually had a, a full-on, full-scale production factory, multiple buildings. Um, so that that rock and rolled here until 1999, I believe, 2000, somewhere around that time, uh, okay. where where we actually we shuttered our manufacturing here in the U.S. Uh, around that time, uh, and uh, and went strictly to an aftermarket model or production at our overseas factories. So, um, you know, the, uh, the, the most famous thing we came out with was, uh, you know, this, the speeder seven, five, seven. So that was, that was created. That design was created in 1997. That's where the last seven of seven, five, seven comes from was okay. the year it was designed. And so, um, speeder seven, five, seven was designed. Uh, using you know the the triax material, you know, our engineers in Japan created this thing that just was awesome, and uh, then we took that and created this aftermarket shaft category. You know, the our yeah. competitors, you know, EI seventy had been around, Graphite Pro Light, you know, AJ Tech. I don't know if yeah. the, the AJ Tech stuff. That stuff would be a around, little bit. So. Yeah, I was. I mean, that was there, yeah. and I was more. I'm just trying to think. Yeah, because I had a couple, you know, being in in the game and playing it, you sure. always get a get a few of those. But yep. now being deeply involved in the in the custom and aftermarket, yep, uh, you know, game with with Impact Golf Center um, here, it's just it's crazy what you guys can do with shafts. And like I said, um, been out to your guys' facility in Carlsbad. Uh, a yep. couple of times so kind of seen you guys have a little mini thing where you can bump off a few shafts and show people how it's how it works but haven't been your your big yep. shaft yeah the, obviously the plant in japan would be a little little tougher for me to get to so yeah especially now but uh yeah, yeah. so our facility our facility facility in carlsbad we've got a full research and development um we have basically like a one cell manufacturing environment where we can uh, take the designs that come from our engineering team. We can build them up, uh, proof of concept, and uh, build them up into. We can shaft them up, club them up, and hit them and test them, and uh, gather data 
So, uh, you know, we were able to test materials and prove out designs uh, in-house here in the U.S. And then, so do you guys uh, do most of the testing here at your Carlsbad facility for we do. New, new shafts and, and designs? For sure, absolutely. Okay. And, uh, and as a global company, we, we actually work really tight with our Japanese R&D team as well. So in Japan, you know, we've got a production facility. They, they have engineers and R&D there as well. So we were able to, to attack some, some things from two angles, you know, a, okay. a U.S. engineering design and a Japan engineering design aspect. And, and we can figure out which one works the best for what we're trying to accomplish in any given particular model. You know, and uh, sometimes, you know, the Japan team, their, their focus a lot of time is in the speeder series, you know, okay. the speeder evolution uh, and uh, the MCI metal composite type stuff. Those are, those are technologies and designs that their engineers are really good at and they take ownership of that. Uh, nice. In the so, U.S. side, we're looking at Ventus and, you know, the Pro and Vista Pro, things like that. Um, is there any, I know that there's a lot of OEMs that'll do, well, not a lot there. You'll hear of and see, you know, Japan only or releases for like club heads. Yep. Uh, do you guys have Japan only releases for golf shafts? Um, yes and no. So uh, a lot of times we'll, they'll, they'll create a shaft um, for their market, you know, which is, which is their market is different than our, than the right. U S shaft market. So they'll create something that will work there. Um, and we, a lot of times we, we might bring it in as a special offering. You know, there's okay. some of the- Is it like the platinum and the diamond? Those started that way, diamond for okay. sure. Um, there's one called Speeder, da the Daytona Speeder. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, and uh, Daytona, and it's super expensive. Um, and we, we don't bring it into our mainline offering. But, but it's available. We support it. We, uh, I've got customers, you know, we have many customers in the, across the country, you know, there's a lot of high Asian influence areas, you know, Korea towns, Japan towns, uh, in particular cities right. where their golf market caters to that population. So we've got a lot of guys that, that will, will bring in and carry, um, you know, the, the Japan stuff that isn't our main focus. Okay. So, yeah. So a couple of questions here. So how like OEMs, they're always yep. claiming the latest and greatest about gains every year. And you know, you got people saying, Oh, there's no way that they can have that much change sure. in technology from year to year. How do you guys, I mean, you guys don't seem, I guess it's been, you guys have done quite a few new releases lately, a little bit more than it seems like in the past. Um, but I mean, how do you guys decide, obviously testing a little bit, but what yep. is the you know, main contributor of, of you guys releasing a new shaft? Um, I'll, I'll use an analogy that I think probably you guys use when, when you do club fitting yourself we'll talk about good, better, best. Right. So um, depending on the product we're going after, right, um, depends on the engineering, the technology, the materials that go into a particular product line, right? So if we've got, um, you know, our Vista Pro product line, you're going to get a great design. You're going to get a product that performs and works well for a lot of people, but you don't get, all the bells and all the whistles that come with it. Right. You're, you're probably using, you know, much more standard materials. You don't get into exotic materials um, because that fits into that price point and the performance that we're after with that particular product. So that would be your good. You go to your better, your mid-grade stuff, um, you know, Matori X and the Pro 2.0 and things like that. You get a little bit more of the bells and whistles. We, we use some, some higher grade materials higher stiffness materials um because then then you you pay for it right then, then right. Uh, and and for a lot of people you know those those materials and what you get from it you get a little bit better performance attribute from it uh so sort of it equates to results and you got to pay for that then when right. we look at the best side you know something like the ventus you know the ventus 
get you, you know, pitch 70 ton material, you know, uh, the Velo core, the 40 ton material. Right. So we've, we've thrown, and not quite the kitchen sink, but, but super, oh. super aggressive engineering. Right. Right. And, and, you know, speaking of that, it's seems like, I mean, we've done really, really well with the release of the Ventus original of Ventus blue and now the Ventus black and the, in the Ventus red. Um, why, I mean, why do you feel like there's been the success with, with the Ventus on tour? Cause it's obviously, it just got a win winter, last week. Dinner. Yeah. Got a yeah. win last week. Um, and then, I wanted to, I wanted marketing to do back in black somehow. We had to get some ACDC. You know, <laughs> that that would have been back. good. You you the should you should have yeah, exactly. That would have been perfect. You should be on the marketing team as well. They said stay in your lane. That's what I got told. But, <laughs> but well, that's it's. Okay. I mean, you've I've seen you know we've seen great success with it as fitters. Um, yep. We've seen you know obviously tour results of kind of you know speak for themselves. Do you feel yep. like it's, um, you know, been your most successful shaft that you've ever had, or has there been other ones that have been um, on par with that? It, it is, it is far and away uh, in recent time, the most successful shaft we've had, you know, um, speeder, the original speeder line, you know, back in the early two thousands, right. know, when it came into, it came into a, an aftermarket shaft market and created this all new category and, and even tour and things like that at a time when the club heads, the speeder and speeder seven, five, seven did stuff with the club heads of the late nineties, early two thousands that needed to be done. Right. Right. Killed spin and things like that as club head design and technology has, has increased. We've had to raise our game as well from the shaft side so that we can continue to pair with the club heads to give the best performance attributes. And uh, from our side, um, you know, kudos our engineering team and the use of the use of the ENSO system. You know, you saw that when you came out and visited mm -hmm. the ENSO system for us has allowed us to focus on particular areas, attributes and characteristics of a golf shaft. And we can see what happens throughout each swing with various swing types, various operators, what those adjustments can do. Alex D, our vice president of engineering, he calls it pulling levers. That, that's his phrase. And I love to use that when I talk about it. So he's the, you know, he's the wizard of Oz behind right. the curtain, pulling some levers. And when he pulls, when he pulled the lever that gave us a, ultra stiff tip section with a very stiff midsection and a moderate butt section. Everyone just went, wow, what the crap, you know? <laughs> and, um, the, the ability to hit the ball, test the ball, see results and, and get tangible data across a myriad of golf swings of, for whatever reason, th these levers in these positions we are seeing increased ball speeds on off center hits. We're seeing more golfers hit the center of the club face, which right. as a club fitter and an instructor, you know, yourself, right. If, if I can get somebody to hit the center of the club face, they're going to have the best results. For sure. For sure. Yeah, so, that so that's what being able to pull those levers, you know, um, and say, okay, in this design setup, this works. And, and the way I talk about it too is that the golf club manufacturers put all this work into the club head for MOI and forgiveness and things like that. And if I can have a shaft that can help work with the MOI of the club head, us as golfers, we get the most benefit out of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely been, been one and I have, I mean, I play it in right now it's, it's in play in just my three wood. Um, yeah, we can but, talk about that later. <laughs> but I've got, I do have a, a Fujikura. It's the, it's, it's the speeder, uh, which the one that DJ played for a long time. Yep. The Evo, the Evo 661, the 2.0. Yeah, yes. So I, I do have a Fujikura in my, in my driver as well. Uh, um, appreciate so. you. <laughs> Don't have to worry about that. 
I'm actually almost all Fujikura up and down the board. Appreciate uh, it. I'm on that. So, and then the other question was, uh, other couple of questions from my normal co-host, Joe Jack. I don't know if you've know Joe Jack. He used to work at uh, a larger box. Uh, yep. Big box store here. Um, but he, he's, he says, he asks, what is the biggest mistake people make when it comes to shafts? And what is the biggest misconception regarding shafts? All right. Uh, gospel of shafts, according to Jeremy. <laughs> um, probably, I'll say one of the biggest mistakes we as golfers make. We are too prideful and are not willing to go with a shaft softer that gives us better results. I think, I think people play shafts that are too stiff for them. Um, I, guilty as charged. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's right. So um, we, I, I have some competitors of mine, as you know, that, that don't print a flex on the shaft. They may print a number or they may not print, print anything on there, you know, because that allows, that allows you as a club fitter to, to not have to, deal with the guy that says, I play stiff flex. Stiff flex is what I have always played, and I play stiff flex. I, I can't play anything softer. So, we wish that, that you guys could remove that from the shafts. <laughs> and we're right, like, but it's I have just to have this some, yeah, have You have to have, to have something. Sort of yeah. Designation, right? And that's, that's the other thing, too, is you know, the, the, the flex designation that is on the, on the shaft is relative to that line to that line right yeah, there's the, no the profile there's no industry it, standard for sure and and like i said we, we've talked about it with ours like when we frequency yep. them out yep one shaft right next to it that says 6s right next to a 6s they will play completely different like for, if, if you're sure. looking at a cpm scale sometimes a full flex difference between them yep. Even though they're cut exactly, they they've been cut exactly and built the exact same way, but because of their profiles, they don't play the same. And that's correct. So, so we talked about done. pulling pulling levers in designs, right? In, yeah. In Ventus, that that's one of the things with Ventus that the butt side is is softer, you know. Mm -hmm. But but because of the stiffness in the middle and the tip, it it helps out. It it eliminates a boardy feel and but, gives yeah, you feel if, in your hands. That is definitely. <laughs> The, right the case that was the biggest thing that i that i felt when i was playing the blue for for a while that is i felt like i could still feel the shaft load but i didn't feel like it was going to get loose on me yep. well the, you see the best I, you know the do. you know uh, someone who played at the university of texas that plays on the pga tour now that plays a standard blue 6x in his titleist driver you know i mean it's he he's a he's a great great golfer, uh, you know, PGA tour player and, and the standard six X works good for him. Uh, yeah. Dan, the, the winner last Sunday plays a black six X, right? Yeah. Nothing fancy. No, no hidden, you know, secret tour drawer of product. <laughs> you know, the, it's the aftermarket. It's the same one. It's the same one you fit guys into at impact golf, right? The, yeah. That black six X is the same as the, the guy who won on Sunday. The blue six X is the same as, guy who plays awesome and yeah. you know but um but it's out there and and that's that's one of the cool things so that if that's the the biggest thing i would say you know to answer that first question is we all probably play stuff that's too stiff for us because yes. we're prideful and we're dudes there's there's and, definitely a lot of that and yeah. i mean i've had people that when we've changed into a lighter softer flex they'll go out and play it and they're like man i don't i I don't know. I don't know why, but I'm not as tired as I was the last For time sure. I played. Okay, beat you so up. So it does no beat you up. Um, yeah. All right. What was the second question? So the second question was: was what's the biggest misconception about aftermarket golf shafts? I is my guess with with that and um, shafts in general. I don't know that there well, is. Uh, <laughs> I would say it, let me let me let me change it a little bit about misconception of a stock shaft from an OEM club company. Can okay. can we do that and then I'll compare sure. that demo to an aftermarket, right? So 
So there's a term, there's a term that's used out there um, that uh, most of most of my buddies and friends know that I I dislike, which is a term called real deal. Um, and and many many club companies use that term real deal shaft for for this the stock shaft that they offer, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that uh, you know and and I take that on the the you know the literal description of if you say it's real deal is everything else not real you know we we make product we make product for a lot of club companies that has our name on it has their name on it may not have my name on it it may have the name of one of my shaft models on it you know that that's designed differently to fit into to to fit into the buckets they need it to fit in so um you know so we make we make a lot of stock shafts for a lot of companies and those shafts are made with the same materials, the same carbon fiber that we use in other stuff. It just has different levers pulled, right? Right. So, so when the, the description of a stock shaft in an OEM club is designed to fit the widest part of the bell curve of golfers, right? Yes. The ability for somebody to walk into the big box store you brought up, pick it up off the shelf, give it the waggle test, maybe give it the push down bend test and say, this is perfect for me. Right. Yeah. And then he, and I, he goes to the register and buys it. Yeah. And I, we use, I use the shotgun. I'm like, you guys are, yep. they're going for a shotgun. They're trying to catch as many, you know, as many client, you know, as many customers sure. as they can with this shaft, you know, fit yep. into as many, like I said, buckets as they can with that, where we're trying, yep. we're Correct. doing the rifle approach. We're, yep. we're designed, we're trying to fit you. We're not trying to fit the other 150 people. That and that's where the aftermarket shaft category yeah. comes in and can be super beneficial for a lot of golfers is we're able to, to take somebody who, who needs something on a periphery edge, maybe of that bell curve. And we're able to, you know, do something with, you know, somebody who needs a little lower launch, but they still need that 60 gram R flex. But the way they swing, they hit down on it. We need to try and change things. So the the uh, aftermarket shaft allows us to dial in specific characteristics that work for specific specific swing types. You know, there was a, there was a shaft that Fujikura created, um, a series called Zcom back in the uh, the mid two thousands, okay. maybe oh six, five, six, seven, somewhere around that time. So ZCOM stood for zone communication. And when they, when they, our Japan team created it, that they looked at, you know, there's 64 different golf swing types or things that, so they wanted to fit people in to these categories. And that's what aftermarket shafts can do right. for you. You can get something with a stiffer butt or a softer butt or a stiffer tip, higher launch, lower launch, you know, and the Ventus line is, is a great example of that, you know, you get the Ventus blue is designed to fit, the most the most golfers that mid launch mid spin right keeping the spin down but we know that there's guys who need to launch it higher you know or fair for fairway woods things like that so that's where the red that's where the three is they might three wood i've been yeah searching and searching and searching and that was it's definitely been the answer because it is it has been an amazing (laughs) finally addition to my bag that i yeah that i feel super confident with the three wood now and as a custom club builder, you know, the aftermarket shafts give you the ability to, to tip trim or, you know, to just hard step, soft step, things yes. like that, to absolutely dial in your customer that comes in to say, hey, we, this is made custom for you. We took this shaft and, and we, we tip trimmed it to, to tighten it up, to stiffen it, just that little, you know, the half a flex difference, right? Things like right. that. So, so for me, that to, to kind of take Joe's question and, and go a little bit, you know, OEM shafts exist for a reason. Yes. And, and if it says Fujikura on it, it's a Fujikura shaft and we own up to that. And, and it, ha- it meets our, our quality standards and criteria. Um, it also meets a bucket and a, and a cost target that works with an OEM, right? And then aftermarket is the one, you know, it's the upgrades. It's the, it's the taking your F three fifty and putting the lift kit and the 35s, <laughs> right. And the big right. butter tires, it's the accessory kit. You can make it Jordan blocks and special, 
Yes. So that's, that's my that's, that's, that's my answer to Joe's question. That's a, that's a good one. Um, so we we did talk a little bit about it. I mean, what is your guys's? I mean, what percentage do you guys keep? A percentage of uh, the shafts. Like, what was your guys's percentage of shafts played on the tour last week? Or do you guys just do driver shafts? Or do you um, guys do? I, I right now we keep that. Yes, every week. So Daryl Survey, the company out there, they put out mm -hmm. a report, and um, I don't know what the total wood shaft number was. I can tell. I know that um, on driver shafts, we had twenty-seven percent of the drivers in the field were Fujikura golf shafts. Okay. So. Uh, you take that what 100 and, 149 golfers take 27 percent of it, right? Right. You're in that, okay. and and that's where we were driver wise. Um, I can I can get you a number tomorrow if you you know I can look it up and, and tell you. <laughs> but, Twenty. But, I mean that gives us that gives us a good idea of of where that is. Yeah, and because no, I mean it's week, not going to be any given week. That could be four. It could be thirty-five to forty-five golfers, depending on yeah. what the what the field looks like that week too. Some weeks, um, some weeks when fields are like invitationals or there's a lot of f foreign players and European players, we might get beat up a little bit more. You know, so some of those WGC events. But here for for the PJ Tour members. That's about us each week between between 26 and 30% of the okay. field is going to have a Fujikura in their driver. And that equates about the same uh, for total wood shafts. Okay. Um, oh, I totally forgot what I was going to ask at that point. Um, but, oh, no, I do remember. So graphite shafts, iron shafts, when will we ever see them as a, a mainstay on or at least you know there are a couple of graphite shaft the players that play a graphite shaft um i don't know if you guys have any on the the pga tour but um, i guess you guys sets. do not in full sets okay um, we get a few like driving irons yeah, so so uh, you know a U.S. Open winner a couple times. He's in his Nike driving iron has had our Pro 95 tour spec. So some of those that, that's where we're seeing a few more guys in that. But uh, yeah. for the majority of guys on the PGA Tour, I mean, you see, there's only a couple guys that are using you know uh, a graphite shaft throughout their iron sets. And um, I'm just, from from my side, it's it's expensive. Yeah. Um, for for us as a supplier, uh, to to make a push on tour for graphite irons. Yeah. Um, do you guys have a pretty big re representation on the LPGA tour? Or do you guys? Um, not so much. Not so much. No. Okay. You, no. It's even... Not even there. No. It just isn't something we've really pursued from okay. that aspect, and and we haven't had a whole lot of, um, you know knocking on the door to go that route as well you know and for a time our our competitors on the steel side they've actually you know you think about how how they've come into our market with their lightweight offerings now so you know you got the the 75s and the 95s in those steel shafts that that are are out there yeah in the market now so um uh, you know uh we we see we see a lot of better players now willing to look at it mm -hmm. and to, to try it. And, you know, I think from, from you guys and what you see at impact golf center, you know, to be able to, to have it go into the general consumer's bag, the, the benefits can be shown of, yeah. you know, distance. The, I mean, I, I know guys that have had elbow problems that we've put them into even the pro one fifteens, which are a little heavier and stiffer and, and it's helped alleviate those problems that, that they see when they play golf. You know, people don't realize that the true vibration dampening aspects of what the carbon fiber material does uh, in the irons impact right. with the ground and the turf. And, you know, steel, steel shafts do not dissipate any of that vibrations. You know, think about true temper. I mean, for years they've, they've put the, 
the, the foam piece down the middle, you know, yeah, the sensor, sensor core, core and things like yeah. that, you know, that they've tried to, to, to use to be able to, to cut those vibration. But nothing can be, nothing can compare to, to graphite in those irons to help uh, dampen harsh vibes that come through our bodies at, at impact. So, yeah. you know, and as, as we want to play, as we all get older and we want to play golf longer, um, people, people start to see the benefits. And, you know, and, and we've had success, you know, we've had some of our competitors that have been, you know, made really big pushes on their graphite iron shafts and they've had some success and, and some have not had success, you know, very often, uh, things that, things that hamper it, it's expensive. You know, when you got to put eight of them in, you know, at, at a $55 retail cost, you know, you're 450 bucks just in you know, shafts to go into your irons. I think it's getting a little bit more cost effective because I mean, in doing it, there are a lot of, I mean, you guys are like the Fujikura Pro shaft itself is, is actually reasonably priced comparative to, to some other graphite shafts that are, that are on yeah. the market. So it's actually not, I mean, yeah, you know, if you're going into some of those, yeah, some of them are a little bit cheaper, but it's still within the range of, of an, an aftermarket steel shaft yeah if you're just looking for something stock you're probably not going to go um yeah you know that that route i mean i that's where i've i've actually you know i switched back into my pro 115s because i do need something a little bit heavier but the, yep. the smoothness and the smoothness and the feel that i need and i need a little bit of help with my load which when i was at your, your facility and was on the enzo machine um, I can't remember who was running that day. He said, he's like, I'd actually like to see you loaded a little harder at the top. I'm like, this is all I've got, but this is what you got. <laughs> so, so it's helped me. Yeah. I mean, immensely, like say when I built them up and the distance sure. control that I get with them is, is amazing in my irons right now. So yeah, that's awesome. I'm, I'm a proponent for them. And like I said, yeah. I've been playing some pretty good golf, probably, I mean, the most consistent with, throwing lower scores than I've shot in a, in a long time. So that's nice. always, that's always good. good for um, you. Yeah, historically, historically, you know, graphite iron shafts took a bad rap. Yeah. You know? And, and part sure. of it was, you know, part of it was people were trying to, to get graphite and make it weigh 130 grams. And, you know, you do that and you have to put so much filler, so much material in there. It gets yeah. heavy. You lose the feel aspect that comes with it. So, technological advances in carbon fiber manufacturing you know you brought up the pro the 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 high density composite core that alex designed to go into there there's there's technology that you know is bells and whistles that go in there and help that stuff perform better than it did historically you know manufacturing techniques are so much better improved uh, over over historic you know historically older graphite iron shafts so so it's, yeah it's, you know, it's not that old, that old noodle yeah. anymore <laughs> yeah people talk about oh i'm so much more consistent with my steel shaft i'm bs because that that's out the window now so yeah it's it's definitely like i said the improvements that we've seen in graphite you know in general and like i said especially you know the future shafts the graphite shafts that we we've been doing really well with obviously yeah. in the in the irons we've you know, order them quite a bit. It's like, say you're just getting that feel and that consistency with it, which people are really, they're like, well, am I old enough for it? I'm like, you don't have to be old enough for a graphite shaft. Unless you're on tour and you're pushing that type of speed. I mean, you know, most people shouldn't shouldn't be worried about that. I'll debunk that with our president, Dave Snyder and our, our, uh, one of our tour reps, Marshall Thompson. I mean, they, they're pushing driver speeds in that 115 to 119 range. Yeah. And they both, they both play 95 gram graphite iron shafts. You know, we make a tour stiff and a tour extra yeah. stiff. And they both, you know, like I said, they're, they, they're good. I, I, yeah. I attest to so, it. So there you go. Um, another question from Joe. Um, he asks, he's like, what is it? Who is the coolest person you've met and coolest person or coolest story you've had while working at Fujikura. I know I've been there a few times, so that, that ranks up there, but. <laughs> oh, wow. 
outside of Jordan Bloxham and Joe Jack. Um, you know, the, I'll say, so uh, I'm going to, some of the, the coolest things that I've, I've had the ability to play several of the top golf. You know, I've had, I've been afforded the opportunity to play Augusta national Pine Valley, you know, a couple of those golf courses. You um, just made like a whole bunch of people super jealous. Right. Including, it was, including the man talking to you right now. Yeah, it was the, it was, uh, Jordan, so, a nearly spiritual experience. Also, you know, and I said, so to, I didn't know to be you, able to go to Augusta. I don't think you've ever, you've ever told me that you've played Augusta. All right. Pretty crazy, huh? Yeah. That's something that so, I would tell every single person that I talked to. I right. I was, uh, <laughs> yep. I, I didn't, I mean, I, I shot 83, which is about my average score right now. That's, I was even, I made, I was even par aim and corner 11, 12, 13, Missed birdie putts on 12 and 13. I could have, I had the opportunity to go two under through Amen Corner, Man. but I was even par 11, 12, 13. That's, so. that's awesome. That, I mean, that would be my coolest story. Yep. Cause unless, you know, I don't know who you could meet, they would top playing those, you know, yeah, probably the top two in the country. If you, I don't know if you played Cyprus, that's it would be another one. I my, have not. That, list. that was, that's on the list but uh so uh, there was we we nearly had the chance that the year i got to play augusta i had played pine valley earlier in the year and and had a chance to play cypress so i almost put the trifecta in one year jordan that's that was that was a good year for jb that was 2015 that was almost just stop living and then right i I could (laughs) quit playing golf that's yeah so um you know, golf has afforded me the ability to meet many great people. Um, there's a lot of people that that love to play golf. Um, you know, just I'm I I am friends with Jonathan Kane from the band Journey. He's the keyboardist in the band okay. Journey. He's yeah. a golf nut. I've been able to play with him a bunch. Um, you know that it's that I've met many tour players right tour players are great we've had a bunch of them in they're they're human they're they're real people uh the cool cool stories of of athletes you know at uh at our old place we used to do barbecues on friday and and one day um uh reggie bush came by and and uh had had hamburgers with us right <laughs> while he was picking just, it, picking up golf clubs things okay. like that so not um yeah. no not not reggie bush uh uh marshall falk marshall falk. sorry okay yeah other other hall of famer yeah marshall falk <laughs> so you know san diego guys it, it's cool yeah. and you know to to meet uh, we have a ton of ton of great guys who who are in the golf business throughout the country and right yeah there's there's so many great people associated with the game of golf we've been we've been fortunate to make stuff for a lot of players and a lot of people and and it's just fun yeah it's like i said the game the game of golf i think you know is a great unifier if 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 you will um even you know this time but it's like i think it just brings together people just because it's anybody can play it right you can you can go out and play with anybody and it doesn't matter. Like I said, if you play football or basketball or baseball with somebody of a different level, it's not going to be the same as, you know, going out and playing golf with someone at a different level. Yeah, you for can, sure. You're playing on the same, you know, cause you're really not interacting besides just, you know, the, the camaraderie that, that comes along with it. So I think that's, yeah. that's a, that's why I've loved golf. I mean, the friends that I've made from it and for the, sure the relationships that it creates just in general. And, and it just yeah. brings like people that may not have anything else in yeah. common. I mean, I can talk to somebody for th- four hours and around and get to know that person just because they're out there, they're playing golf and we may have never met otherwise. So yep, it's, it's for sure. Awesome. And golf is golf for us at Fujikura is a passion. And, uh, and that passion to show we've got, we've got just a, a, we have 23 employees and of those 23 employees, we have 11 single, single digit handicap guys. So, 
nearly 50% of our staff are single digit golfers. Um, we we're passionate about the game of golf. We're passionate about what we do. And, you know, you, when you, when you were able to come visit our place and go through training, that's one of the things we we love to have guys come because, you know, I can talk about it till I'm blue in the face, (laughs) but, but when you come and walk through the halls and you see the guys and you see what we do and I can show you, I can show you, you know, what graphite material looks like and how we turn, you know, this, yarn into a work of art as a golf shaft and and the passion that our entire team from top to bottom puts into everything we do every day about our product and about the game of golf you know we're we're making we're making product that hopefully makes people happy yeah like i said and i we've definitely and that's why it's like i said in an impact it's been one of our best sellers and some of that is because of the people behind fujikura Right. We've been there. We've, we've, we've seen what goes into making a graphite shaft and the passion that, you know, that's definitely plays into it. Obviously they're, if they didn't perform yep. like they, we, we couldn't sell them no matter how much we, we liked you guys. But I, like I said, it's gotta be, you know, you're one of two or three main, main manufacturers that we sell strictly because that passion does come out in quality right? Because you guys are passionate about making something the best that you can make it. And, you know, and I think you guys have done a good job, especially with these, you know, with the Ventus that's come out, which is just mind blowing. And then just from everything there, like I said, you guys are working to to do all you can to, to make it the best and and it, and it shows. So. That's awesome. Yeah. And when it's got my name on it, you know, it's got our name on it. That's yeah. That's behind it. Well, that's, yeah, like I said, it's a great shaft. We, like I said, I am a big proponent of you guys. Um, I don't, I don't play bias when I, when I club fit because I can't. Sure. Um, But, you know, I've. All we ask is a a chance, right? Yep. If if we give them a chance and whatever there's best and it's, you guys have been the best one quite a bit for us. And, and like I said, it's, it makes our job easier. (laughs) Uh, well, JB, appreciate you coming on. It's always good to talk. We don't we don't get to do it as much as I would probably like because we're so busy with yep. with our everyday jobs. But when I get a chance to chat with you, it's it's always always good. And yep. Same. I'll, I'll be heading up your way for uh, the first week of July, so I'll stop into the shop and say hi to you guys, like usual, and and uh, all right, say hi. Sounds great. Thanks again for coming okay. on and. We'll chat later. My pleasure. Thanks for all you do. All right. Thanks, Jimmy. Okay. Cheers. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Buttercuts Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating, review, and subscribe. We appreciate it. Until next time, keep hitting the buttercut.